Thank you very much, Ian Wright. I can take it from here. People deluded. I'm back again. Appreciative to all of you lot tuned in. First things first, hope you're all doing well and safe. Hope you and your loved ones are in good health. And I hope you're having a fantastic start to the week. I know technically the start to the week is Monday or Sunday, depending on how you count your weeks. But nonetheless, I hope you're doing well and safe. Appreciative of you lot locked in and Twitch and YouTube supporting the movement. Again, any talking points, questions, etc. Feel no sort of way about getting them in. You lot make the platform. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of you have seen Mudrick's interview. Or if not, make sure you check that. I need to go and watch that on YouTube. I might actually watch that on Twitch with you lot. But um, yeah, man, if you haven't smashed the like button, smash the like button. We'll go over the news in just a second, people. As usual, I appreciate all the love and support you lot give me wherever you lot are tuned in. As usual, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Evening and of course, good night, depending on where exactly you're tuned in from, people. So, yeah, man, it's Kenya, you know, shout the Kenyan, shout Nairobi, and that 435. Come on, shout the YouTube members. You ain't missed nothing, just day on my guy. What you want? I guess Active Gunner is referring to the poll I put up on, on YouTube. You know, I tried to be a bit of devil's advocate. We all know at Arsenal, we it's not probably either or it's we need a centre mid and a winger, among other things. If we could, it takes me back to the Thomas Partey summer where. Do you get a six? Do you get an eight? Do you get an eight? Do you get a six? Logically speaking, some people are going to say, no, nah, we need a six more. We need an eight more. The truth was probably in the middle. We need both, in it. And I think, you know, again, Arsenal, I'd say our last two transfer windows, summer transfer windows, have given me a lot of confidence through the talent ID. Obviously, the players that have been brought in, you know, they're obviously good players. They're adaptable players. A couple of them have been brought in to play one role, but played others. You know, Zinchenko hasn't even played in, well, organically played in midfield. He basically is a midfielder in real time in the game, but you get the point. Ben White's reverted back to right back, obviously played centre-half. Tomiyasu can play a couple of roles. Jesus, if you want to force it, can not only play up front, as you know, can occupy a wide position and so on and so forth. And, the you know, people like Ramsdale, fit, you know, fitting well. You know, these players have taken, you know, showed mentality as well on the field as well as off it and things like that. And they've enhanced the... 
good players that were previously there. So I do have some sort of confidence that we'll deal with everything we need to deal with. That being said, as you lot know, January is very difficult to do business, very hard to do business. It's not really a seller's market. The summer is a seller's market. I describe January as a reactive market in a nice way. Nobody wants to buy any players because you would have done what you needed to do in the summer already. You know, again, Douglas Louises, the Danilos, the Telemans, the this, that and the other, we probably would not be looking at January unless there's injuries, unless there's an opportunity in the market too good to turn down, unless obviously players want to leave and things like that, you know, injuries, players wanting to leave, managers not quite having confidence in their team's current ability and may, maybe need another push. Obviously, a lot of players want to revert, re, rework their situations. We know we've got a World Cup, so January is very difficult to do business, really. Nobody really wants to lose players players mid-season, like even where Arsenal's concerned, you could point to January and say not bringing in a striker or centre mid or anything kind of cost us with the squad players we had to go into the decisive period of last season with, but you could also say not retaining players, you know I'm not really believing that really with Chambers, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, them kind of man who left in January but we left our squad a bit thin. Hopefully, we've learned our lessons. Hopefully, when the summer window closed, the work began, obviously, to source in players for January and things. And whether it's Danilo, Telemans, Mudrick, you know, again, the man's talked so much. He's done all he can to get a move to Arsenal, really and truly. You know, he's done the Ben Jacobs interview. I think he's technically been... Um, interviewed by Zinchenko's wife for the latest comments we're going to get into. So, yeah, man, may, maybe the Zinchenkos are doing Edu's job as well as him, really and truly. But, you know, devil's advocate, Mudrick can talk as much as he wants. You know, end of the day, Arsenal need to put the money down. Shakhtar need to want to sell and need to agree a deal. Now, when you look at some of the fees that are being said for Mudrick, again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But at this moment in time, as someone with very limited knowledge, you know, if our scouting team's done the work and, Talent ID is specifically Mikel Arteta said, listen, this is the guy. Then personally, that's enough for me. But, you know, Shakhtar want to sell to the highest bidder. They don't necessarily care where he goes. They see English money. They want to take it. And he's been linked with Arsenal, United, you know, Chelsea, Liverpool, and just about everyone on their nan, really and truly. He'll probably get linked with my Sunday league club, Rongans, at this moment. So if we've done our due diligence and he's wavy and he can supplement our team, why not? Because he, he fits the profile. You know, catch 22, you wait for these guys to really confirm their price tag or confirm they're really worth it. And by then it might be too late. So sometimes you do need to take an educated risk um, if that is what we want to do with the young Ukrainian international, really and truly. I mean... You know, again, everybody's an expert on Shakhtar, on Mudrik and Ukrainian football. I can't really tell you his weaknesses. Been watching when I can in the Champions League. Had some good moments, had some bad moments. Plays with his head up. That's the thing I like the, lot, uh, the most. He plays with his head up. I do think, I want to see him a bit more in tight spaces, you know, but I do think he can play in tight spaces. I do think he looks good on the counter-attack. Obviously, you know, he drifts in, in midfield as well um, and obviously can take his man on and chip in with goals and assists. Now, in relation to his work rate, what he does off the ball, which for Mikel Arteta, in my opinion, is even more important than what you do on it, you know, because it's almost... I think in, a, a byproduct of football has been, I don't want to say individuality has been lost in football, but it kind of has. It's more about the collective system. It's more about high, high turnovers and more NBA sort of style, like Wenger said. There's not really individuals. So they need to fit that, you know, off the ball. What he does tactically, what Mikel Arteta requires of him is even that. Because you look at someone like Jesus, bad boy signing, one of the signings of the summer, fits us, bro. Like, there's no words for what Jesus has given to Arsenal. He's infectious, mentality, 
Brazilian samba trickery, you know, can score more goals, should score more goals, has the capacity to do it, but affects the game without necessarily scoring. There's there's no higher praise I can give Jesus in it really and truly. So, yeah, my biggest point of that is what he does off it. You see it, you know, even in terms of game management, when we're trying to see out leads, you see what Jesus does, the work rate and all of these things. These things, in my opinion, are equally, if not more important uh, to Mudrick's case and signing him or anybody else really and truly. Then, you know, Mikel Arteta, you like anyone, you want to look at their personality and things. I'm sure he's been given a glowing character reference from Zinchenko and Zinchenko's wife. But yeah, man, it is what it is. He's playing with space. That's why I ain't really on him like that. Could develop to handle low blocks and tight spaces. I hear that. Mudrick thing is overpriced. Blood simple. Yeah, they're asking silly, asking for silly money. Rather get two players for the price of Mudrick. I mean, if Arteta wants him, get him in it because that's the catch twenty two. You either think, oh, it's a bit too much, it's a pricey one, then he goes somewhere else, and it's a madness, really. Like again, I think considering what's that guy that's at Napoli, but the Georgian international, you know, one of the hottest players at the moment. Would have loved him, you know. He's been around for the last eighteen months, you know. Really, you know. Napoli took a took a gamble. I say gamble, but they spent ten million. How much is he worth now? You know, even if they was to sell him, even if it is a purple patch, bro, they're literally gonna make ninety million minimum on him. So you do have to take that. That's where Arsenal are at. Don't get it twisted. I would like, you know, two degrees in Chenko, Jesus kind of established but scope to get better they're not the finished article but kind of established rather than have 20 odd emerging talents but this is the talent id thing we're doing you know if if he's good and we can turn him and make him great and and them things there you'd be a fool not to want that i can't pronounce the croatian international's name but ren the ren's boy uh Maje, looks he looks all right man you know he's got the same hair as modric so hopefully he's got the same footballing ability get it done man can't lie, I'd break the bank for Mudrick. I hope the board back Arteta this window. I think we all do. Sorry, people, it's getting quite hot. I had to, you know, I've had a, a manic morning with meetings and things, trying to progress the channel and whatnot, people, and just like that, my shirt's hella crushed up because I had that on. But we progress, people, it's getting kind of hot, man. El Nene and Lokonga getting dropped. But even that, going back to what I was saying about January, broski, um, you know, I wouldn't sanction El Nene leaving. You know, again, in an ideal world, you upgrade on El Nene, you, you know, someone that fills his role, but better. But for me, I'd let El Nene hang around for a year or 18 months, really, as we look to recruit midfielders. Um, you know, I'd always advocate for someone like Lokonga to play ahead of El Nene because we spent 20 million on him at 22, 21 years of age. He just turned 23. Um, so he's here for the long term if he shows it. And you'd want him to short term pain for long term gain and get up to speed with things. But at the same time, if we're just chasing three points, trying to be consistent, trying to get Champions League and, and better, then El Nene comes in every moment of the day. And if that, you know, obviously we've had some injuries. You know, Partey's had a spell out, Zinchenko's had a spell out, Tierney's had a spell out. Saka's been playing with knocks. You know, Xhaka came off due to a stomach bug against Wolves. You know, Fabio Vieira struggled for fitness. Smith-Rowe's the one, you know, mark against our season is that Smith-Rowe ain't really got to play a part. And we're going to need him to come back and be that super sub as well as pushing for a start, um, really. So we have kind of coped with injuries, but we all know realistically, again, I like the mentality. I like everything, but we're in serious trouble if... And when, God forbid, Xhaka and or Partey get injured or they're not in the team for whatever reason, you could extend that to many players. You could actually say that with Ramsdale. You could say that with Saliba and or Gabriel. You know, you could probably say that with Zinchenko forcing it. I would definitely say that where Jesus is concerned, on current form, Saka and Martinelli, of course. So every team, that's not unique to anybody, really. But we need depth in it. And 
that's where we have to go. But even in January, I think we'd have to be suicidal, really, to consider selling El Nene or getting rid. Obviously, everyone's got a price if he was to bring two midfielders in fair play. But we've only really got three out-and-out options this season. For me, Xhaka Partey and then El Nene. Lokonga's a bit of a loose cannon. You don't really know what you're getting with him. And obviously, everybody's young. Everyone has good or bad games. Everyone makes mistakes. You know, Saliba's got away with a couple of mistakes, even against Wolves. Um, but, you know, El Nene would be third in command. You know, he's not going to be respectfully, he has great games, of course, but he's not going to be amazing. He can't do what Xhaka Andor or, or, or Partey do, but there's more consistency in his game than Lokonga. Um, so we've really only got three. So I wouldn't really sanction that. Even with Lokonga, if someone could say, we'll give you 20-odd games and some significant starts, of course, everyone would sit there and say, yo, go on loan, smash the like button, people. Go on loan, go play some football, go do your thing. But we need bodies. We can't really sanction anybody's exit, really if I'm completely honest with you. So it is what it is. Sorry, people, it's getting mad hot. I need to turn the fans on. Man. Again, it's raining. It's November and the fans on. Spare a for my electricity bill. Um, but yeah, we'd all love both a centre mid and a winger. And that's why I was trying to just say and or, because we'd all love that, wouldn't we? We'd all want, we'd all want both. Uh, to be honest, DJ, I don't think Arsenal will sign a midfielder this window. We already have El Nene Lokonga Vieira. They ain't good enough for our title charge. I don't know about title charge. I haven't seen the league table. Um, and I'm, I'm with you on that. You know, again, I do think Odegaard long-term is an eight for Arsenal as, as well as a 10. I do think Fabio Vieira can play there and be groomed into that role. I also think the same about Smith-Rowe and Zinchenko. But out and out, pure centre midfielders without looking at it on a technical basis, there's probably only four at this club. Xhaka, Partey, Lokonga and El Nene. You know, three of them are on the wrong side of 30. Can still use them, but there's not really any long-termism when you look in comparison to our defence or our many attackers, really. So we need to revamp that. And also, as I was saying, you don't really know what you're getting with Lokonga. Kessier would be good. For his development, probably best to go to Arsenal. Smith roll back soon. Apparently, he's being coached to be an eight. I hear that. I hear that, but yeah, man, we still need that, man. Telemans, I assume, and Mudrick in, in January and we're cooking. Shout out, Bav. Inspiration behind the thumbnails. Him and Curtis Shaw, man. Like, I literally spent hours on YouTube thinking how you do them. Now it's just about getting my own little style on them. Can you rank Bellingham, De Jong, Milinkovic, Savage, Ruben, Neves and Telemans? Oof, oof, tough one. Uh, Frankie De Jong, Bellingham, Milinkovic, Savage, Neves, Telemans. Oh, their rankings. Can you rate Mudrick, Liao, Decay guy from Napoli, Neto, Tossart? Uh, the Napoli brother first. Napoli brother first. For me personally, Liao second. Then I would say Neto. No, then I'd say Mudrick. Then I'd say Neto. Then I'd say Tossart. But Tossart, you know, again, I'm being a bit harsh. I'm just ranking them in, in terms of players I'd want. Tossart is significantly more experienced than a couple of those names, man. I was wondering whether you could answer a couple of hypotheticals. I think we did that, man. I mean, we're not going to get Modric for 60 million and we're not going to get Gnabry. We're even more or less likely to get Sane or Gnabry. But if you could bring Gnabry back home, only a fool wouldn't want that. He can do the false 19. Arteta would love that. You know, can play out wide, can play as a 10. I mean, we, who better than Gnabry, you know? Who, 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 who better to know Arsenal fans than Gnabry, man? Did you see my messages at the top? Chill, man. Just got here, bro. Relax, bro. You ask me questions. Get it through, man. Relax, brother. Pick up yourself. If we paid 50 million for Ben White, then surely we can spend a bit more on Mudrick if the price stays that low. I don't know, really and truly. And you're right because, you know, this is, you know, I think Ben White's played more games for us than Brighton now. This is his third full season. We bought him to the Premier League off the back of, um, we bought him, sorry, to Arsenal off the back of one full season in the Premier League. So he could do it. 
One love, DG. Thank you for your open and objective content. I appreciate that. If Mudrik is the right... It's subjective because I would say... You know, I would I would say Tommy Asu didn't cost the most, and he's and he was and he was a good signing and a bargain. But also, they're a dime a dozen for every sort of buying smart. You know, we've been here with Cedric. David Luiz was a better player than I'm giving him credit for, but David Luiz, you know, Socrates, these kind of man. When you buy cheaply or you try to penny pinch, it costs you more in the long term, really and truly, in terms of results, in terms of your squad planning, in terms of the sheer effort to move on to half of these players as well. So it's all relative, man. I believe if we bring in Zaha and Mudrik, we are going to win the Europa League and Premier League. I don't know, man. I'll take your word for it. We won't get a centre-mid Smith throw long-term eight and a ball carrier. If he was fit, he could do the Jacaro. I think we'll get a winger and a left-side centre-mid. That's I hear that, but if Arsenal don't sign the centre-mid within the next two years or a couple, we're in trouble. I hear that, though. Imagine having Prime Ramsey back to play either eight. Ah, it'd be lit, but ah. nobody should be allowed to leave in Jan unless a replacement has been brought in first. I don't disagree with that at all, really and truly. You know, I like that. It's trailer four. 55 likes, people. Off, we're almost there. Sambi needs to go out on loan. He seems off the pace and is surely losing value. I mean, value is subjective, you know. If he puts in, if he gets in the team and he plays 10 great games, what happened? You know, El NK is not really doing the business, but he looked like damaged goods and it looked like his time was kind of done. Scored a couple goals, your value goes up. Value is like footballers' value is like stocks, it fluctuates. And again, when you buy young players, you know, then you're not just going to snap your fingers and overnight, Lokonga is looking like the player we obviously identified him to be. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's, progress is never linear. For me, I think we're approaching that stage now where probably needs to go out on loan, play some games um, and stuff like that. We spoke about Lokonga at length yesterday. DG, do you think we could get a party replacement in Jan? Then use Smith Rowe as Xhaka back up in the eight and get a left winger to provide backup to Martinelli. You could do anything, man. Can players turn down a loan? Players can turn down whatever they want if they feel they're, they're good enough to stay. You know, you could, do, you could do what you want. Agreed, we can still find cheaper young talents for our squad. We should always look for them, but we need star quality now. World-class centre-mid and Mudrick should be the target. I mean, world-class money. If you, how many world-class centre-mids are there and what clubs are they at? And not only that, you know there's certain monies you have to put down. I mean, swapping Sambi to, to Mudrick is it's not making sense. You know, it's, it's not. If we don't get him United at Iron Into, bro, all of Europe are looking at Mudrick, really. And just because they're scouting doesn't mean they're going to buy him, but he's a young player playing quite well, you know, standing out for his club, you know, early 20s. Everybody's scouting him. Everybody's looking at him. Whether, you know, scouting doesn't mean you're going to buy him, you know, it just means you're being kept up to date. So that's what's going to happen, really. There's always other players, though. I can't lie, unless it's Messi and that, which I hear that. But yeah, man, going to be tough to catch City with them currently being first. Five points clear. It took Valverde a while to get going. Not saying Lokonga is that good, but he needs time. It was completely different, but I hear that. He needs time. But again, time is subjective, OK? You need time to be a long-term player, but is your development best served at Arsenal Football Club training with Mikel Arteta? Do you need somewhere to go and, and play on, on loan? I would say the biggest thing Lokonga could do to make his fortunes better at the club would be just be a bit more confident and everything will fall into place, really. But it's for Mikel Arteta, man. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Sane slash Gnabry are going to be like 300k a week, ruin the way structure. I mean, to a degree, 
generally speaking, if you want to bring in these players, you're going to have to break your wage structure at some point. You know, I don't think at the time we wanted to give Aubameyang the deal. I don't think if we, if Liverpool could, they wouldn't want to give Salah that deal, but it's got to be done. You're not going to be able to bring in quality players and not pay them. You know, keeping players, retaining players, building with some of the existing players is just as important as bringing people in, really and truly. As long as you're doing the right things, it is what it is, really. I don't think anyone at the club right now is a 300k a week million pound player. And if they are out there in this world, again, you're going to need to put down a lot of money. And without Champions League football as a certainty, mathematically confirmed, as much as it's looking good for Arsenal, you cannot count chickens before they have hatched. Can't see us spending 100 plus in Jan if this is the case. Cronkays have had a massive turnaround in regards to backing this club. I'm not going to lie. The last two, three years, they backed the club. Money's been spent. I cannot lie. You know, we haven't always been the biggest fans of the Cronkays, but the last two seasons, excluding this one, including it in the transfer window, excluding it in terms of results, haven't been on the Cronkays. Historically, yeah, but they've spent money. Like, there's been money spent. You know, it's more so the kind of what we've demanded, what we're kind of seeing with Edu and Arteta, the structure, how everything's being run, what is being done. If spending money was the thing, we'd be back, bro. You know, we've given big contracts to certain players. We bought certain players for 70-odd million. You know, even if you look at it in terms of the Cedrics, the, the Pablo Maris, they're not the biggest of transfers. But if you look at the wages they were earning and the games they played, there were, there were risks that didn't bang, really. So we've been spending money, really and truly, generally speaking. And that's kind of, you know, we've kind of done it a bit recklessly. That's what Edu and Arteta are kind of eradicating right now. And they've made their own mistakes. You know, they gave Aubameyang the new deal. They brought William in, of course. But this is the sort of territory we're going to have to go down, man. Trying to catch you out, DG. Been three months since you've seen the league table. I don't look at the league table, man. I just know Arsenal start uh, the league table at the top in August. Hopefully, it remains the same to the end of the season. Like every year, we just Arsenal just have to just keep working hard, mate. Mate, might be waffle, but I'm sure we prioritize Partey over Alwa because they thought Smith Rowe could do the eight row. I'm not too sure about that. You know, one had a release clause. You know, one Leon were playing quite difficult. DG, I see you excelling in either a manager, sporting director, agent role. Big. You appreciate that. I don't know about that, but high praise, my guy. Gerald, appreciate you. Big up, DG, my bro. We need a spark in January to be able to reignite our push and give the fans more reason to back the club, especially after the drop-off last season due to not spending in Jan. I hear that. Sane would be an excellent addition for you. Plays both wings so you can rotate slash rest Saka and Martinelli without a drop in quality. But again... Money has to be put down. I think I've said everything I could about Mudrick. And yeah, Alwa was linked to every window apart from now. And what a fall from grace it's been for him, man. You know, what's got you know that with Alwa, I always look at it is surely there's if you're in the world of football, whether that's Edu or uh, or whatever, surely there's some, something that nobody knows because you can't go from Pep waxing lyrical about you, everyone in Europe and their nan trying to buy you, you know, bordering on getting capped for France and. Man are getting linked with Batiste and that, and Batiste don't even look too convinced. So what the hell has happened to our one, man? I like him a lot. I buy him in every football manager, so even, you know, those of you that follow me on Football Manager, you should probably see why you shouldn't buy him in it. But, um, yeah, it is what it is, what it is in that regards, folks. Modric thoughts. That's general thoughts. Keep your opinions coming, people. Elite talking points, as usual, man. I think Partey is currently the second best midfielder in the league at the moment. Who do you think is his replacement slash substitute for Arsenal, bro? you got to remember, Partey cost 45 million. And if he didn't have a release clause, being devil's advocate, would he be here? Remember, we did it on deadline day. 
So I can't tell you what I could say. It's difficult to find that. But could you find someone that might not be as good as Partey, but his absence isn't quite felt, or we can still have relative confidence in our ability to get a result? Because if there is no part, if, if Xhaka's kind of out, then you can kind of keep playing the same way you're playing, really and truly. As you saw Vieira off the bench against Wolves and that, you, I, I, I guess El Nene for Partey, Obviously, there's a golfing class in what Partey does off the ball and on it in comparison to El Nene, but El Nene can chaperone it. La Congo is a madness. Um, you know, a couple of injuries, you probably have to play. Every, every We just have to go heavy attacking because we can't really defend, really. But we have got options in midfield, but we probably need some out-and-out -out ones. I really want to see at some point Zinchenko in midfield. I like what Fabio Vieira is doing, you know, just want to see a bit more consistency and things like that. Smith Rowe, I'm sure, you know, nobody, in fact, I'm going to say it, nobody more than me, you know, it will be happier to see that number 10 re return to Arsenal, whether it's starting games, whether it's the super sub team, whether it's an eight off the left or as a 10. Smith Rowe long term can be an eight as well. And you need multifunctional players. You know, if we look at the guide point of City, which we aspire to, they're the ones that everyone should be aspiring to be like. Everyone plays different roles, but they can all play in. They're all midfielders, you know, Kevin De Bruyne. But oh, for obvious reasons, there's no comparison. But Kevin, Bernardo, Gundogan. Even Grealish, to examples, they can all play a bunch of roles, but they can all play in centre mid and do it very well. And that's the sort of territory we want to get to. And that's what I believe we've got with Martinelli. He'll be able to play up front one day. Jesus can play up front as well as out wide, forcing it. But AR started on the left wing in a couple Europa League games. You know, I'm not really on that, but you could say that. Zinchenko, couple roles. Ben White, Tomiyasu, couple of roles there, you know. And, and I'm probably missing out hella names there, really. So that's the sort of t territory. We need players to lock down one role, be great at one role, and then thingy. Because, again, going back to Kevin and Gundogan and Bernardo, they can all, they're in their natural positions, they're all lit, you know, and then they're lit in other roles. I think at previous times at Arsenal, guys have played everywhere, but they've never been a master of one. You need to, if you're a tradesman, you might be an electrician and know a bit about plumbing or something like that. But you need to be certain at one thing and then keep going. You can't learn bits and bobs because you're not going to be a good electrician or a good plumber. You might know one, two things, but no one's going to trust you with their pipe work. Um, maybe the haters and babe mums will trust me with their pipe work, but... Um, you're not going to trust you with the pipe work. You're not going to trust you with the electricity and things like that. And you got to remember, a lot of these young players at Arsenal are defining themselves. They're all learning, you know, everybody, even to a degree, Odegaard and Jesus. You know, even Jesus, he's trying to be that number nine for all his infectious work rate and all the other stuff that, I've, you know, I can't sing his praises higher. He's trying to define himself as well as being a great collective player to being a good individual as well, which he obviously is, but... You know, you've seen the language used to describe Jesus and things like that. So they're all learning. And again, you look at Saka, the challenge for Saka is can you put up double numbers like last season? Smith Rowe, adjusted expectations because you've been injured, but kind of the same logic. Martinelli, you're good enough. You need to have a standout season in terms of numbers like them two Haylem boys had last year. Jesus, you're too good not to get 15 league goals minimum. I believe you can do that. You know, I'm still holding up for 20, but I believe you could do that. You know, yeah, work rate, all these things are great. It's amazing. It affects the game without scoring, but you're wavy. You could go, see, in the Leicester finish and them thing there, people, you can't tell me Jesus can't score more goals. So, yeah, man, they're all defining themselves, man. If it was July right now, do we look to replace Eddie with Balogun? It all depends what the numbers are saying. Right now, Balogun's got eight goals in the league. It's looking good. Maybe. Maybe it's Balogun's time to get opportunity and Eddie to go on loan. Maybe both go on loan and do... Maybe both stay at the club. Maybe both go on loan and, and, and play games. Because if I'm honest, in an ideal world, if it's Champions League football, certain men are not going to be able to play, really. You know, Europa League, fair enough. You can... Even though Arteta went strong, you can rock up with a couple of BC squads. 
Champions League, boy. Boy, you see some of these groups since they changed. Boy, you know, this is why I like Arteta kind of drumming into these players, bro. Forget all that rest stuff. Obviously, be sensible, bro. If you want to be Champions League and do what City and these teams are doing, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, you need to be able to play. And we need a squad. In fact, next season, there should be less chances for young players because can you do it again? Can you get Champions League again? Can you do what you're doing this year again, assuming it stayed? So maybe July is a long time away. Right now, Balogun's doing his thing and he's got he set himself the target of 10 goals. He's got eight at the moment. Obviously, that's great in the games they've played. What, 14, 15 games, Matt? If it's only eight goals in 20, it's not necessarily bad because you're you're learning and you've progressed from your first loan spell at Middlesbrough. But is that enough to rock up? And honestly, I think Balogun's general play is improved. I don't quite think it's there yet to play for Arsenal. But again, we need another striker in the squad. Why not, man? I mean, I take your word for it. If man are saying Mudrick is similar to Sane, Mudrick is similar to Sane. Tall, rapid and very clean striker of a ball. Notice every pass shot is hard along the ground. No bouncy passes or shots. Take your word for it. Bring him to the carpet then, man. I see the other day, brother is trying to change nationality because he can't get into the French team no more. I think I saw that on socials, but I could shout G1, but I couldn't, you know, with Twitter, you, you, don't, you don't really know what's real, what's not really. Like the thing if you haven't. Douglas Luiz can't be a cheap option any, any, anymore, really, because he signed the new deal. And again, it seems like his, his life's after a tough sort of start to the season. Villa life is back. I'm sure Emre, having just got his feet in the door at Villa, don't really want to sell people. So, again, anything that we was getting rejected for in terms of the bids for Douglas Louise, you probably have to slap a couple more bob on it. And I think Louise is a good little player. It would have been a tidy squad player as well. Kind of the long-term heir to that El Nene sort of role thing. Brazilian and that. All them sort of things. But it's a myth now, really. You can never rule out anything. And I definitely can't because I'm not privy to what we're doing. But, yeah, he signed a big contract. Hope you're blessed as well, T. So, yeah, man, big up you lot, man. Is it too late for our to join Arsenal? Nothing's too late, but it does feel like that boat there is gone, my guy. It seems like that one is where it is. You can sign him in FIFA, but it seems like that one's kind of gone, really, if I'm completely honest with you. Uh, one second, people, before we get into the latest news, because I'm aware of certain things. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Have I got the same? Sorry, people. Have I got the same? It's annoying, isn't it? Why gold.com shagged me? There was a couple articles. But for some reason, now that I've refreshed my page, it's all the same. What's going on here? What has gone on here? Nonetheless, we move. But yeah, man, don't forget about defensive mid. I mean, I do think people get hung up on this defensive mid and stuff. As long as you're switched on defensively, of course, I would like specialists. But as long as you're switched on defensively, you don't necessarily have to be a defensive mid. But I agree. I If in an ideal world, I'd like a six. I'd like two eights, but let's just say an eight and a six. As well as another centre-half, potentially review centre-back and, 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 and goalie. Maybe up front as well. Could you get better than Jesus dream chasing? Could you get someone that can do what Jesus does? Because I think if anything happens to Jesus, 
we're kind of in trouble, really. There's a significant drop-off, not in the, even goals, because Jesus ain't really, you know, bagged for us for Arsenal at this moment in time. In terms of the, all the other things he does, Eddie Nketiah's general plays improved. I don't quite think it's there. Balogun's not a thing for this season. I do think Martinelli be good up front, but again, there's an element of playing with your back to goal, and I do think in a nice way, Martinelli's got that naivety about him. So, yeah, man. I mean, Tony would be good, but they'll price him out of a move, like, more than he's worth. I'm sorry, but as much as I think Tony's wavy, like, you, you know, he, he, how much is it going to cost Brentford to replace him? They're going to say 60-odd, 50, 60-odd million, which, I'd, again, I like Tony, but I'd rather put that towards, not saying he's not worth it, but I'd rather put that towards, towards certain other funds and other things, really and truly, because how much is it going to cost for Brentford to replace him? Bearing in mind, played about 15 minutes, you know, but... He's an England international now. He's even worth more than Brentford because there's a for, for Brentford because there's a bit of sentimental behind it. And how much is it going to cost to replace him, even if they sold him in Chan? And Brentford have a great record with strikers. You know, Oli Watkins, they love sourcing good strikers. Man, Ivan Tony, Oli Watkins was all right for them, sold him for decent money. D Neil Mupe is not really doing much in the Premier League. I hope he doesn't come back to haunt us for, for Everton. But yeah, they, they, they sold him and kept it moving. Not really a striker, but made a profit on Ben Rama. And they'll give it a couple a couple years or whatever. There'll be other ones that are kind of in that bracket as well. So it's a it's it's, it's a techie one, as as some would say. DG, is it safe to say? I assume what you mean, the uh, Andrew is DG. Is it safe to say we need three midfielders, two wingers? The wingers should be able to play across the front three. Not necessarily, you know. Have you ever thought about doing a vid with Charles Watts? I've DM'd him once. Got Ed. The game's the game, man. English tax on everyone. There was an English tax on Ben White, but it worked out all right. You know, we bought him 50 million off the back of one season. And obviously, this is why I'm saying I'm happy with the talent ID of Arsenal because he fits, you know, he fits what we're doing. Long term, probably end up back at centre half. But right now, this is your thing, man. They'd probably ask for more than that, even no chance that's happening. Eight and six definitely also agree with another centre back to challenge, challenge Gabriel. But that's more of a summer deal like right back. I hear that fact. What other things are we? And this is it. Party isn't really an out and out six like that. As long as you're, bro, even if you're an eight, you still need to be able to defend. Even if you're a six in the modern game, you have to be able to progress a progress a ball, really. You know, I do think people get hung up on terminologies and they watch too much football with sofa score and all them social media things. And that. But it is true, at a degree, you do want some specialists in the team. And if you could find a specialist cut price six, I'll be on it, really. Because anything happens to Partey once again, potentially in job, what I say potentially to try and urge caution. But yeah, it is what it is. With that being said, though, folks, um, let's look at the latest news, especially surrounding Mudrick, because that's what we're here for. Uh, let's close that as well. Uh, let's close that. Big up Santi Cazolo. We can keep that. Where is the initial? Is it this? Fair enough. All right, let's start, people. So, yeah, sharing my screen with you. Look, obviously, Zora Lonsky. Um, I think this is Zinchenko's wife and it's her YouTube channel. Agents in the Zinchenkos are doing Edu's job as well. So, hopefully, convince him. I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit tired of hearing about Mudrick. You know, again, obviously, this ain't the time to discuss transfers, but Mudrick and Arsenal, again, we're moving into Envia territory now. Like, he's given, you know, this, Ben Jacobs. And I like it. I like the way he speaks about Arsenal in that and, and in general, but he can talk about Arsenal as much as he wants.
from as much as he wants. You know, you've got to put the bread down. Simple as that. And again, Shakhtar shown they want to sell to the highest bidder. Their, their uh, chairman or sporting director or whatever he is, kind of doing a bit of capping and saying after... Um, Vinicius, Neymar, and I think he said, um, Rafael, I can't be sure. They're saying Mudrick's the best in that position, isn't it? Whatever the asking price for Mudrick to a Spanish club might be, it still will be high, but they're going to put an extra, you know, it's almost like English tourists. You're not paying local rate. You're paying a couple extra bob. As you see in all the top five leagues, the Premier League is running away with the riches and the others are being felt are left behind. So there's kind of catch-22. Apparently, Neymar sent him a message. Apparently, Mudrick on which teams are playing nice football this season. Napoli, they're playing really well at the moment with some great players. Bayern, Munich, City and Arsenal. Fair enough. Do you follow Arsenal closely? Yeah, I check on them in my score and, and know when they're playing. I can check on them. OK. I also watch them too. Arsenal are a very dynamic side in general, not just in controlling possession, but also in scoring goals. From a purely theoretical slash fantasy perspective, if there was the option of being a bench player for Real Madrid or a starter for Arsenal, I'd probably choose Arsenal. Obvious reasons, you know, if he was had the ability to start for Real Madrid and Arsenal, like he was the finished article, he's going to pick Real Madrid. It's Real Madrid, let's be honest. And he's, you know, that's someone thinking about their development. We've got a young side. You could learn a lot. You could help us accomplish things. And that's great. If these clubs want you and they want to pay stupid money for you, this is the belly of the beast. Like you saw with, at the time, Cristiano Ronaldo's £80 million move to Real Madrid or, you know, in present day, kind of, you know, Philip Coutinho to Barca. This happens. You know, we're going to cross this territory one day, potentially, with Jesus, Odegaard, Saka, uh, Saliba, Martinelli, uh, Smith-Rowe and the rest of them. And we hope some others can join. It happens, isn't it, really? You know, again, football career short. If the big, big boys come in for you, and they put the bread down, and we can get a top money and reinvest that, it is what it is. And he also said, it's a tough question and involves a lot of factors in my answer. I would first want to know from the head coach that even if I wasn't a guaranteed starter, that I'd receive a chance. Essentially, I'd need to hear directly from the manager what he envisions my role to be in his side to influence such a decision. That's nothing groundbreaking. That's just logical. That's like you or me. If we're going for a job, you want to know what the job's about, how you attain to the company and the benefits in terms of personal improvements. You know, if you have two companies that are relatively the same and and pays kind of the same, you know, let's say for you lot can edit the example, even one company can have more or less, you know, you might go to the one company for more money or you might say, do you know what? There's more development. These lot are going to put me on courses. These lot are going to put me on leadership courses. I'm going to be able to take on more work rate. That's probably above, above my pay grade to enhance me as an individual. And that's your decision to make. So, yeah, that's nothing groundbreaking, really. That's what any decent footballer with, with, with a brain between them, with a brain between their ears should be doing, really. If you just sign for a club blindlessly, you're in trouble, isn't it? But so that's nothing really. Mudrick on deciding on his next club. The team style of play will play a role in my decision. It's very important to me, of course. You won't be just going by the emblem of past summer transfer saga i spoke with two to three head coaches from interested clubs either directly or via a translator they were nice Bayern, and brentford and we've kind of heard that we heard nice were the front runners we heard Bayern, leverkusen and brentford were onto him in fact the first team i ever saw linked with Madrid when he became aware of his existence brentford and brentford are elite with the scouting tig so maybe that's something um obviously it didn't work out again talking seeing if they want to sign is one thing but clearly the money that they might have 
even Arsenal and anyone else were weren't prepared to pay. It didn't work out. I was a bit upset, but as you can see now, God's plan is better than my dreams. So he did want to move. He, that that comment there lets me believe he's now starting to think about the next evolution. You know, he's focused on having a good season, a strong season, and letting God take care of the rest. If you do the if you do the talking with your feet, the fans them. The, the you know the, the the boardrooms of many clubs they'll do the rest smash the like button if you have not done such already people one love in advance people so yeah it's pretty fans one surprise for me was how many fans follow me followed me no other clubs fans have interacted as much as them telling me that they're waiting for me saying come to us one of my roast my recent posts has over 500 comments saying that, I mean, Arsenal fans, you know, track planes, track estate agents, track gardening companies, track cars, madman stuff, really. Mudrick says it's pleasant to receive such comments and DMs from Arsenal fans and that it motivates him to be a footballer. Does the prospect of playing on the same wing with Zena playing with another Ukrainian encourage you to? Yeah, he said, yes, it does naturally, you know, come and do that, man. We can sell more shirts in Ukraine as well. Agents and agents, the Zinchenkos. Will you be upset if you don't get a move in the winter? He said, long pause. Yes. So that tells you, brother, I want to cut now. Like, we've dropped out the Champions League. I feel like I've done everything in Ukraine now. I feel like I've overgrown my environment to evolve. I need to go somewhere, whether that's France, England, Germany, Spain, wherever, really. So, yeah, man, that's that. And obviously, apparently, there's a 45-minute interview, which we, should, we would have to watch on Twitch, people. So, um, yeah, apparently spoken out. Did we miss any of the sound bites? That was from them lot. We've seen that about a dynamic side. We've seen that about joining a going on to another club. Pardon me. And yeah, essentially, we choose Arsenal over Real Madrid purely because that's the stage of his career that he's at, people. So it is what it is. In how the hell do you even get to Arsenal? Here? There you go. Let's see what else is affecting our club, folks. Allegedly. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be Mudrick-dominated people. That's Mudrick. We've been linked with Almerignon. According to this publication, Arsenal are keeping tabs on the informed winger Almerignon. He was meant to join us on loan based on what his agent said, and we didn't pursue with it. So, again, he, he's one of Newcastle's most informed players. I mean, Eddie Howe is doing great stuff. You know, he's got Almerignon singing a new tune. He's found a new lease of life for Joe Linton. He's got people... But if you told me in August that the two teams with the least uh, loss with the least losses would be Arsenal and Newcastle, I'd be looking at you funny. And if you said Arsenal allegedly, because I don't look at the league table, were top and Newcastle were a top four going into the winter break, I'd be looking at you like you're either a genius or you. The point of that is Newcastle at that stage where they need to build. Obviously, everyone's got a price, but it doesn't make sense them letting go of him. Doesn't make sense them getting rid of him in Chan. If somebody does want them in Arsenal's case, you're going to have to probably pay more than the guy's worth. Apparently, Marcus Turan will not renew his contract with uh, Much and Glad. Again, Arsenal, better yet, Gunners joined the race to sign the pay from Barcelona in January. This Spanish publication has reported that Arsenal is the latest team chasing Memphis to pay from Barcelona. The Dutch international has fallen down the pecking order since the arrival of Lavendor. Another plus point for the North London side would be that the pay wouldn't cost them a fortune considering he's prepared to leave Spain for free. I mean, we've seen Marcus Turam, 
We've been linked with Lindstrong once again. Arsenal have been linked with Asu Fatty. I would love to sign the 20-year-old and bring him to the carpet, but that's nonsense. Barcelona, again, Barca, if you ever get rid of him, boy, whoever, whoever signs off on that exit sheet needs to get out of here. Arsenal are battling with Newcastle to sign Fakir. I don't think anyone believes that as well. Once again, Mikel Arteta has been looked at with City and Barcelona. Good managers are always going to be wanted by good clubs. We've heard that for time. We have previously heard we need to pay 35 million to sign Seko Fufana. And again, one minute is 56 million in trouble. We are considering an exit for Marquinhos and young Brazilian midfielder Danilo. It's reported that we are going to bid for him in January, people. Probably scrolling back too much there. So that's that. Has anything recycled in the last hour since we've been live? Let's change that to an hour. Eddie and Ketty has been giving good praise there. Nah, there's not really anything, is there? Really and truly, folks. Um, on that, we might as well look at this. Arsenal are set for the Dubai Super Cup, Super Cup, sorry, during the World Cup. That'll be in the 8th, and it's on the 8th to the 16th. I think it's AC Milan and, and Liverpool. And apparently in this, people... It's, it's a it's a mini preseason sort of thing. Apparently, you get every game, regardless of the results, going to go down to a penalty shootout and extra points will be awarded, I guess, based on if you win that. Uh, but yeah, as we already know, the squad will travel to Dubai where they'll play two fixtures against top opposition at, I can't say that stadium. Apparently, there's rumours we've got Barcelona in a friendly back in London at some point before the season reignites. And apparently, we've got Watford behind closed doors. So there'll be a couple of games. I don't think it'll only be just two. Mikel Arteta will use the training camp and fixtures to bring our squad together in a warmer climate as part of preparations for the return of the Premier League campaign when we face West Ham on Boxing Day. Mikel said, we are looking forward to spending time together on the training pitch in a warmer climate. It'll be a nice change of environment and a great opportunity for us to work hard and prepare for the second half of the season. And for me, bonding, I think one thing that's been good. Look at Sunday League. If some of you, if you've got two Sunday League teams, you've got guys that you've grown up with your whole life, been in some mad situations with, and you're playing football with them, or some team where it's great, everybody's a stranger. Who's going to have more synergy? Who's going to transmit more togetherness? You know, you're going to fight on, off and on the field more for your brethren. And obviously, a couple of boys at Arsenal have known each other before, but you are seeing improved relations. And I think this is another opportunity to not only work on the te te technical and tactical front, but also to get that togetherness. Football's way more of an emotional game than people give it credit for, really and truly. There's a lot of psychological effects, and I think that's one underrated aspect with me, with Mikel Arteta. And obviously, as fans, we can't really see it. We're not privy to it. We might see some analysis reports. We might see it on a match day, whether at the stadium or not, but we're not seeing up close. The closest you probably get to that is not just him, his coaches as well, is the all or nothing, how they speak to Lokonga and all of the rest of them and how they get a tune out of people, really, because, you know, they, no one's alike. I might be able to shout at Granite Xhaka, say you're, you're a flipping Muppet and all these things, and he might not take it to heart and he that raises him. I might say to Lokonga, you're being flipping crap right now and he, and he turns into a shell and you don't see anything. So I do think Arteta is very good at, at man management, people management, which not just him, a lot of managers, that's almost, I'd say that's almost more important than tactics because player power is at the, at the strongest, in the last 10 or so years, player power has never been as strong as it's ever been, really, you know. And maybe he's learnt from Wenger. So, yeah, there's a lot, man. Dubai is a fantastic place and the football facilities there are first class. Well, you, 
I mean, we're not going to rock up at Acne Marsh's Dubai version, are we? So, yeah, we're going to be at the nicest place. Uh, the Dubai Super Cup also gives us the opportunity to test ourselves against two stronger sides in Lyon and AC Milan. And on that, you know, the Fabio Vieiras, the Smith Rolls, the Lacongas, the kind of bit part players, this might give them a little kick to kind of be like new signings. So, yeah, people, if you're able to go, more information regarding the streaming of Lyon and AC Milan fixtures will be released in due course. Arsenal, I love you, but ain't no way you lot need to pull them stunts you did in pre-season, trying to make us pay for them pre-season games. Less of that. But, yeah, if you're looking for tickets and you're able to go there, that's the that's the thing in it. So yeah, go and do that. Uh, apparently, you know, we also on social media. Emirates Stadium is undergoing new artwork. What artwork? I don't know. We've started with a blank piece of paper and the sole intention of working with our community to create art that would express what Arsenal means in 2023. With the commitment, support and input of Arsenal family, we're now very close to finalising eight pieces of art that are true to who we are, what we are and who we represent as a club. It'd be nice if we take Cesc Fabregas down off the walkway, you know, big up Cesc, but come on now. We're excited to launch the new artwork in Jan and many supporters may have noticed that as the World Cup uh, brings a break in our men's fixtures, we already started to remove the existing art. Whilst this stadium, whilst this means the stadium will be bare for a few weeks, we hope you'll agree it'll be worth the wait. I mean, I'm sure it will, man. So, yeah, if you're, I don't imagine anyone's upset about that, but if you are, shout for me is what it is. What is, is this the same thing Arteta has said? Oh, no, I think it's different. It's an easy trip as one of the biggest sponsors we have in the Emirates is part of it. Plus, we have been there and know the facilities and it's really good environment to work. The weather is spectacular. I mean, it's closer to what you're, you know, your 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 way of life in Spain, Arteta, even though you've been, you know, you've lived in Scotland, you've defo lived in London for a hot sec. The weather is spectacular. The World Cup is so close. So for any player that is around there, it's so easy to get them back straight away. I think it ticks all the boxes that we need. We need good preparation mentally and physically to be ready for the huge demands that the second part of the season is going to bring to the team. We have two great games against Lyon and Milan. We're going to buck up Lacazette, who's in decent goal-scoring form in France. French tax, um, no longer lack of threat. We are really looking forward to it. They're two big clubs and it's and it will be... Yeah, fair enough. And Arteta said, we've got a pre-season, not a full pre-season, but a really good three weeks of preparation. We're going to have to get the team ready in different phases because we're going to have certain players at the start, some players in the middle and certain players at the end of it in relation to what happens at the World Cup. It's not really different to any summer when there's European competition or World Cup. You start pre-season and in the first three weeks, there are six, seven, sometimes ten players that are not participating because they've played competitions with their national teams. And here is going to be the same. The thing is, after the World Cup to, to the first competitive match, that the turnaround is really, really short. Every player and every schedule is different. We'll have to assess who it is, how many games he's played, how many days off they've had in the last few months and treat it like this. But certainly there's a plan in place for every player. So, yeah, man, it's great. There are going to be a lot of supporters in Dubai because a lot of people are staying there during the World Cup. So it's a good opportunity for us to play in front of crowds. So, yeah, big up that. Um, in that, we can close that, we can close that, we can close that, we can close that. Uh, what's this? Player says he had many options when leaving Arsenal in the summer, lived through anxiety over transfer. This is in relation to Lucas Torreira. Specifically, the former Arsenal midfielder said, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of anxiety, nervousness too. It's true that I did have many options. And in fact, after a great season I had at Fiorentina, my wish was to be able to stay in Italy. But we all know that in football, everything can change very quickly. The call came from Galatasaray and the help from Fernando Muslera, who's a footballer that's also from Ukraine, I mean from Uruguay, 
also who is very important to me when making this decision because it was important to think about the future knowing what was coming i'm sure that's a football yeah. during his time at arsenal we played 89 times i mean we'd like to have terrera in the squad but we're at where we're at at this moment in time with lucas terrera what's ramsdale said on enketia hates coming up against him in training that's great hope hope it transpires to the matches i'd say eddie and is one of the hardest to come up against in training finishing wise he's just a goal scorer he's top i mean he's at arsenal 100 grand wearing number 14 if he wasn't there'd be issues um but fair enough eddie god it'd be apparently sati kazola hasn't been back to arsenal since leaving in 2018 but he's desperate to return as he hang as he opens up on dressing room as mario and luigi Because Jesus would get you, you'd get lots of assists. To be fair, Santi, you might as well go, you might as well go to Dubai and, and train. You might have stuff to give us, really. You know, against Santi in the eight row would be amazing. But yeah, man. Oh, Santi Cazola. He said, I have to start thinking about that now that the light is fading on the glittering career as he approaches his 38th birthday. Well, that's not what he said. Specifically, he said, My dream was to play more and more years for Arsenal. He's he says he still watches their games and is enjoying their fine season from afar. He yearns for his own return too. Of course, I'd like to come back. I have to wait if the club thinks about me, if I can help with something as a coach or sporting director. Ah, sporting director. Say he was there to welcome me. And after that, he's very important every day. Without Arteta, Cazola initially only had two stock responses to English conversations, yes or love. <laughs> One of the best, a bit like all of us sometimes, one of the best friends I have in football, he said, their wives grew close, their children would play together, they helped my family so much. Big up Arteta for that. Very funny day when Mikel was captain, he always tried to control these kind of things, extracurricular activities, which Santi insists are very important to try and get the results you want. Amen. And I can't lie, when you look at some of Arsenal's training sessions, it looks fun. you got to remember, it's got to be fun. Football is it's a joy to be. It's got to be as much as it's about winning. Training has to be fun. If it's fun, not everything can be fun, but if it's fun, man, I've got to learn. Away from the pitch, we had an amazing relationship. He was more than a teammate. Whoa. We stayed together at home. Whoa. Also, when Monreal came to Arsenal, we watched La Liga. Big up the Spanish Amigos. I saw a lot of games with Mikel when we were injured. Rehab was enlightening. I started to see that he wanted to be a coach, how he analysed everything. He stopped the match and asked me, what do you see? Do you see this game? What can we change? What can we improve? Um... And then he said it was, you know, he had an amazing personality. He said, an example for everyone, or as Jack Wilshere put it recently, the teacher's pet. And apparently he's remained close. And Santi's also bigged us up. He said, they're doing very well. They are very good young players. Bakayo, Saka, Gabriel, Martinelli, Martin Odegaard. We have an amazing future. He says, he still says we. Stop chatting. It's normal. They needed time because after Wenger, it's a little bit difficult to try to keep the success. But I think Mikel is the best option for Arsenal. He knows the club. He knows this club and he knows the mentality. I love Gabriel Jesus. I like this player when he was at City. But I think now he's made one step forward because he now feels that he's very important for the team. And then he's went on to say, he's bigged up Santi. He said he doesn't care about the name or the personality of the player. And then he said he opened. I Santi, I was at the ground when we when we came back from against Hull and came back from defeat. You'll always have my applause. I was sitting with the whole fans. I was looking at my team at 2-0 down, like, what's going on? And I saw the diminutive Spaniard pick up that football and leng it with his leng in the free kick. He had a good game as well. It's very sad to see him leave, but it's part of life. I think this is related to Ozil. Sometimes all things need change. And for him as well, maybe it was time to stop. Oh, this is about Wenger. I miss Ozil. For me, a very special moment. It was not about football. 
just one week before the first surgery, he came to me and said, you have to sign the contract one more year to be focused on your recovery. Touch a class from Wenger once again. For me, it was an amazing detail. I'll never forget that. To see this guy, I always feel happy because he's an amazing person. And then he spoke, he opened up on his injury, people. It's the worst thing when you start to feel alone, like nobody remembers you. But regular messages from Wenger and Arteta told me otherwise. Those small de details helped me a lot. I feel very sad because he's an amazing player and a very good friend of mine in relation to Wilshire. In the moment, he didn't have a club. He asked me, how is the league? How is life here? Because he said, when I have the idea to retire, I'll speak with Mikel or someone with someone in the club, but not what Enzo now 12 plays in the L side academy. Santi, if he's got anything like you, you need to come back to England and get him in the academy. He's 12 years of age. Wait four years. He can sign a scholarship and begin rate, really and truly. Let's get that done. I try to feel younger, but sometimes it's difficult. When What I can say to people is people have to come here and after that they can see if they like it or not. It's too easy to say something if you're not here, if you don't know the country or the culture. That's in relation to the, 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 the controversy of Qatar. Now, again, wrong is wrong and right is right. But I'm not going to, and I don't advocate for a lot of things that have allegedly gone on in Qatar. But I'm not going to lie. It does make me look as someone that obviously, you know, I'm born in England, but, you know, when Russian, that family came over here. And I'm sure many of you, you know, if you learn about colonialism and first world and why the world is the way it is, you know, I feel a bit uneasy, you know, kind of making out that Qatar are some demons and they're moving mad when, you know, last time I checked, England, America, you lot have done a lot of F3s as well, you know. There's a lot of problems back. There's a lot of things going on here, really. There's a lot of question marks here. There's a lot of companies that exploit workers, same way you're talking about. You know, everybody's got dirty hands in this. You know, everybody's throwing stones from glass houses. So it's a bit mad, really, how it's, it's the woe is me. I do think it definitely in this country, this country is very good at condemning especially even racism racism in other countries and things but don't fix back home but you know nothing's going to change is it but in relation to the current news people that appears to be it really so yeah what are you lot saying if you're saying anything let me scroll the way down Smash the likes and subscribe, bro, to 100k South London's finest. Appreciate that. Will Mudrick be a starter for Arsenal? I can't convincingly say, but if you sign him, you want him to push for stuff. Zinchenko and his missus doing more for Arsenal than they did for City. Bit harsh. He's won titles there. You can tell by my man's neck tattoos, he's a man of God. <laughs> what we can, what we want as a fan base and what we get through the Arsenal's hierarchy are two different worlds. Look at the last three January windows in the past. I hear that. Yeah, but then again. want to humor myself now that you said that and see the last January went back. will transfer might be that kind obviously last year you saw what you saw what happened this year hasn't had to happen uh let's see 2020 21 winter transfers only be fair Matt Ryan was calm we got Odegaard on loan and then obviously we ripped up a lot of contracts there. And then 2020-21, Saliba went on loan to Nice. 19-20, what did we do in, the, in January? Oh, well, Eddie and Kitty returned on loan. We got Marie Cedric. You might be onto something. Stopgap signings that didn't bang. You're right, man. Just want to see what we actually did. Then we had Denis Suarez as well in one January. Yeah, we're not really the Jan Dons. You're right, still S. <laughs> 
But then again, you'd have to go back to 17-18 where we got a Bamian in there and obviously we got Mkhitaryan with the old, old uh, Alexis kerfuffle. I think we got more of a tune out of Mkhitaryan than United did for Alexis, but it's a chance. It, it was a swap deal where both teams equally lost, really. Most expensive flop swap deal in, in, in history, really, in the Premier League, really. You know, the only one I would say is above that is probably Pjanic and Arthur, just because of the money. DG, there's no doubt we will bring someone in in January, we can be excited, but not delusional. I hear that. Not the Memphis crap again, no thanks. Rotated players with our first team players. Full rotated 11. Shout out, Jay. Big up, DG. Mudrick is rapid, but he looks a bit of a kick and run merchant from what from the one YouTube clip I've seen. I'd have to watch him properly to make an assessment. I hear that. I wouldn't say Sess is a legend, but definitely big dog where Arsenal's concerned. I wouldn't say legend. Legend for me is Henri Burkamp, Riera, Perez, Adams. Not in that bracket. Favoured personnel. wouldn't say legend, but then again, I guess there's a lot of people that Sess is, you know, they've grown up with Sess. And I didn't knock that. I just said his thing shouldn't be up there anymore, really. Stadium renovation was long overdue. Another step forward into this new era for Arsenal. I hear that. I'll never forget that FA Cup final free kick. Best FA Cup I went, well, Chelsea was good, but I'd say the best one, I wouldn't say whole. It was definitely nice to win and definitely the, the madness, shout out my nephew as well, the madness we had to do to get there, to get in the stadium, the fact that we're sitting with whole fans, you could say that, but I would say the Villa one because it felt like going to the cinema or to the theatre or to the pantomime. We just knew we was going to rock up and win. You know, we just batted them really and truly. I think Alexis scored, Alexis scored a banger that game. I think Theo scored a, a cute finish as well for his own right, man. So, yeah, man. Barca versus Arsenal in December. Most of the sit, sit players will play those slash the ones aren't going to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, obviously. England behaves as if their hands are clean, and that's what they do, man. But that's the that's it's never gonna change, bro. You're right, DG, clean your bedroom first before you go saving the world. And I get it, right is right, wrong is wrong. I don't want anyone to be discriminated against their colour, sexuality male or female or whatever you want to refer to yourself as but again like it's it's very easy to call out someone else's stuff it's in life in, as humans it's very easy to call out the faults of another person a lot of us do it. i'm no different it's very easy to see the faults in someone else it's a lot harder to look inwards look at the mirror and 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 face the music for yourself and this is the this is the wrong things it's very easy to and I, again people have to get money but it's very easy for these pundits for example to criticize Qatar and that but then when you look through it, half of you are effing off to Qatar to go get money or half of you are doing radio things and it is what it is. You've got bills to pay, but don't move like don't move as self-righteous like that. Subscribe if you're on Twitch with Amazon Prime. Thank you in advance for that one there. It's appreciate, appreciated and very appreciative. Marcus, thoughts on Marcus Turan, DJ? I like him. I think he's aggressive. I think he can score. I think he can play in a couple of roles. For Arsenal, I'm not really convinced. If he signed, then great, but I'm not really convinced. I haven't seen him. Like, I've seen enough. I'm just, he's just not my cup of tea, but he's in the French team. He's done all right. Free transfer. You could do a lot worse. Bit too hot and cold for me. This January transfer is where we see what our owners really are on. If they are serious, they see that we have a chance and we'll need to bolster the squad. I hear that, but isn't it more on Edu and Arteta? Because money's been there, you know. We had money to try and bid for Rafinha, for Neto, for Douglas Luiz, for Danilo. And you'd imagine that carries over to Jan. Hopefully the board, the, you know, the, the Kronke supplement that if there are some targets we can punch for. But I think it's a case of, you know, it's Edu and Arteta managing the technical front and how they strategically go about January. And who they get. Ian Wright, legend as well. Can't forget Wrighty, bro. 
At least we know Mudrick isn't getting barged off the ball. Looks like a firm you. I don't know, man. I like his mentality. Them Ukrainian guys, they got a certain mentality. There's a certain resolute behind them. And he, it, you know, he feels he, he clearly is a smart man. You know, I'm not going to praise you for trying to sign for a team that fits your style and stuff, but he clearly has a sense of urgency. He clearly has a sense of just being a bit switched on and making calculated decisions. Um, he clearly feels that he wants to make the right, the next step and make significant progress and ultimately be the best footballer he could be. Did you see, I mean, Harris injury last night? No. But that's, that's a shame. He was just starting to find his feet at Marseille. The January transfer window should be scrapped. Get all the business done in January and stop postponing. So I'm not too sure I'd advocate for that, especially if I was a manager. What if my key, God forbid, if my key striker breaks his leg in December, I want to be able to bring someone in in January. I'm not too sure for that. I hear the logic behind it, but, you know, anything can happen at any time. I wouldn't agree with that personally. Mudrick Arsenal will now justify again why they cannot buy him now because of the cost. I mean, they're not right or wrong for that, you know, if if, if I'm completely honest. Because a lot of people that wanted us to... How many times have fans wanted us to splash the bag on certain players and they haven't done well? Sometimes you don't put the money down, you miss out on players that could have been great. Sometimes it is, it is right to be a bit patient. All I care about is, by all means, if you want Mudrick, go for Mudrick, do all you can to get him. But if it doesn't happen, what's the next target? As I always say, my biggest pet peeve is... I don't care about pursuits of Neto or Rafinha. Who did we get? Or pursuits of Douglas, Louise, Telemans, all these things. Who did we get? You know, that's that's it. You can pursue Vlahovic, for example, last channel all you want, but who did we get? You know, you can't say we tr we tried only go so far. If I tried to pass a, if I tried to pass my driving test and I don't pass my driving test, I'm not on the roads. Like it's as simple as that. So I hope we have our targets and we're just ready to move. Hopefully, our our case has been aided with, you know. Top four is still very much alive. Maybe there's a lot more optimism. We've probably accelerated a bit more. You know, we're having a dream of a season based on this first half of a season. So hopefully that's a bit more of a reason to give everybody a kick up the backside to get things done and ultimately sprinkle the team with a bit of stardust, man, that can give us that push. I don't like to praise them a lot from down the road, but, you know, they brought in Ben Tukor, Kulisevsky, forgive me if I'm wrong, last Jan. And it made the world, especially Kulisevsky, and it made it made the world of difference for them. Where, yeah, we saved wages with Aubameyang and that, but that doesn't help you. That only goes so far. If we need, if we need a goal at Newcastle Spurs, where we can't go, right, save wages, get warmed up. Think a pound dropped out of your pocket. Like, it's, yeah, it don't help. So we need to do certain things, man. And just keep going. We don't do that. We're in trouble. Everything's good, but it's not done yet. Ain't done yet. It's not done yet. It's not over till the fat lady sings, man. And she needs to start singing, man. Arsenal being linked with Garnacho. See the nonsense. I bet you. I don't even know this Garnacho guy's contract, but I bet you. Obviously, he just he's a good player. Just scored for United. 18 years of age. Seems to be a star in the making. And just as I type his name, contract stuff. So yeah, BS. I would, you know, if Garnacho ever wants to snake United to sign for us, fair play. But you know, this. It's just absolute nonsense, ain't it? How long are you are you contracted for? And at 18, you can sign a five-year deal. Oh, 2023, he's going to stay, man. I hope he leaves, but he's going to stay, in it? But if he becomes a free agent, why not? He's got every reason to want to stay at United, though. Ten Hag showing you love, playing you. Obviously, you're a young man playing for United. Regardless of where they are, there's, you've got to be patient. There's certain things that need to happen and certain things that need to go down. 
Okay, Zaha or Mudrick in Jan if you only had one Mudrick because there's more years. There's more years in there, man. I hear you, DG, but it's a double-edged sword. Small teams get affected when their star players are snatched. And then the smaller teams go and bid to the smaller teams. And then the smaller teams go and buy from the smaller teams. So it is a double-edged sword, but that's business. Like that's, that's just how it works. You know, I don't like the fact of when you see Barcelona, for example. Didn't Barcelona once a couple of years ago get an emergency signing? And then the club that they bought someone from, they got shaked. So I'm not really sure, but I, I wouldn't agree with that. If they, You know, I agree with the premise. You, you should, you know. Injuries are part and parcel. You should always be over-prepared, but nah, man. Like, it, you need that market. Things need to happen. I love the edgy take, though. If we can get Champions League football next season, do you think Danilo and Telemans would be strong enough window for the centre-mid position apart from others? Obviously, if you could get someone with a bit of stardust, the Milinkovic, Savages, etc., then, of course, we'd want that. I'd still, you know, it's, it's, it makes us stronger, but, you know, do I necessarily think we're the biggest and baddest? You know, if we get in the Champions League, can we just get to the last round of 16 and then just go as far as we can? Fofano of Lens is lit, but they want top top bread for him. Top bread for the 27-year-old. DG, will you be streaming World Cup watch-alongs and who do you think will win the tournament? In relation to winning the tournament, not a clue, man. You know, it could be anyone. That, it could be someone we, we don't really, you know, Spain... Not really the best of sides right now. They might surprise. Holland might surprise. Uruguay mentality might surprise. You know, I'd love for Lionel Messi, Neymar or Saliba to win or Mbappe again to win the World Cup. Um, if not, Bakal Saka bring it home. Or Tommy Asu. Or Granit Xhaka. Or Thomas Partey. Or Turner. So on and so forth. But honestly, I don't know. Until we get to the semi-finals of that, I don't know. And uh, come on, Joey, you know me. Of course, we're doing World Cup watch along. So make sure again, Twitch gang, you lot can actually see all the ones that I've, that I've got scheduled already. So yeah, man. It, what else are we gonna do? You know, December. Well, from what's left of November till December, we're gonna when the World Cup starts, we'll be doing that. Uh, I'll we'll be doing. I think it's Qatar, Ecuador, first game of the first game of the tournament. We'll be doing that on Sunday. I think kickoffs at four, so we'll probably be live half an hour, fifteen minutes before kickoff. Um, yeah, December, there'll be World Cup. Obviously, the Premier League comes back, and then Arsenal have a couple of friendlies. So, and from now till then, we're gonna, I'm not going away, man. Like a bad smell, man. For you lot, appreciate you lot support 100% facts. I agree with your last comment. We should learn from experience, but if you don't learn from experience, you're in trouble, innit? Big up, DG. Don't mean to be a killjoy. Do you think FFP will affect our Jan business? Maverick, honestly, I'm not educated enough to, to answer that. I don't know. What I would say is do the Barcelona and Juventus thing. Do you know cook do the, the do the breaking bad, you know, Ozark thing, start cooking the books. Rules are there to be broken. City always busting case. So boy, you know, it is what it is. When in Rome, mate, like the Romans, man, you know, get some fancy accountants and let's get this done, really. Cronkey's a billionaire. Got Walmart in his family, you know, rubbing shoulders with Jeff Bezos and them man who barely paid tax and that, you know, get something going there, isn't it? Really and truly, you know, get something going, probably, but get something going, man. Literally, Arsenal is linked with everyone. However, ultimately, Edu and Arteta choice naturally they would not reveal their cards, so I don't trust. I mean, the, as I always say, the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately, isn't it? You know, you might get signing. There are a lot of more time nine times out of ten Arsenal's transfers. We find out about him, then it's a kind of a long, dragged-out saga. Jesus, to a degree. Zinchenko, to a degree. Definitely Ramsdale. Definitely Ben White. And then sometimes you just wake up, like Fabio Vieira. Like, you just wake up and, right, signing some Portuguese done. Oh, okay, cool. Let's run with this. Who knows, really and truly. 
But yeah, man, as long as we've done our due diligence. I mean, the Napoli winger would be a dream for me. I'd rather him over Mudrick, but cha-ching, cha-ching, and then some. They bought him for 10 million. Napoli are difficult to do business with. Probably price Koulibaly out of a move for time. Osman not getting the move unless someone puts bread down, significant bread. Milinkovic-Savic, like, you know, will probably get a move in the summer because he's contracted until 2024. You know, last summer they had to sell Fabio Ruiz to PSG because he had a year left. They're the only times you kind of get some sort of leg room and wiggle room with with them kind of guys. They they the Napoli Napoli are difficult to do business with, rightly so. You should be difficult. Being difficult don't mean a bad thing. I want Arsenal to be difficult because again we're gonna get in a scenario now where we need to be able to start selling players for decent cash. You know, again, I like the fact of in hindsight, you know where it is where it is. Cancel the contract, do what you need to do, but you know we that's a bad precedent. We need to start making peas back because on another day now. I might look at it and say, Rod, is that how much you got for Grandozzi? He's now in the World Cup, you know, for France. Rod, Torreira could have got a lot more than that without being privy to everything else. I don't know if Saliba's interested in PSG, but PSG are definitely going to be interested in him. And can I begrudge them? You know, a big French team, you know, they're going to know about the young, great young French players, you know, and the rest of it. I want my players linked with clubs. <laughs> Just like my manager's linked with clubs, you know, it, it, it is it is what it is. Like, good players always going to be wanted by everybody and their dog. So, kind of is what it is. It kind of essentially is what it is. Sorry, folks, just making an updated timestamp. I'd love both a centre mid and a winger in Jan, but if I had to choose on going centre mid, Sambi just isn't levels. And with Xhaka and Partey both bound to play vital roles at the World Cup, injuries could occur. Ryan's dead on going to say, come on, you gunners. Appreciate that. Injuries can happen at any time. But yeah, man, and obviously, you know, like we kind of saw with Mikel Arteta physically, do I expect Tommy Asu, Granit Xhaka, Thomas Partey to return before Saka, Martinelli and Cole? Of course, but... We don't know their physical condition. Like we just read with Arteta, we don't know the workload. We don't know how many days they've had off. You know, he said everybody's situation is different. I'm sure a lot of these, some of these players might just come back straight away, but it all depends. Their rest period, their rehab, mental fatigue. You know, it's a lot really because a World Cup, it's a good escape and it's a good, you know, it's what people dream of, but it, it can be a cloud and it is very draining really. On one hand, I think the best thing to do is just get back playing really because it, it is it is what it is. It's a, you know, it's an extended season, but it is what it is. But on the other hand, you do need to give these players rest. On the best of days, these players play a lot of pointless pre-season friendlies, a lot of pointless international friendlies and the rest of it. You know, footballers are guinea pigs, essentially. Yes, they're well-paid guinea pigs. They get paid a hell of a lot. But no one is paying someone 300 bags a week if you're not making pounds on the pennies you're giving them from a business point of view. Obviously, footballers are the ones at the forefront, the TV and the ones we're most connected to. But it's the fat cats behind them. So I'm probably looking at it on a deeper reason. But you're right, man. And just on top of us being scared for Thomas Partey's fitness anyway. So, yeah, man. Who cares about Barca or Real, really? After Messi, Ronaldo and Neymar left left the league, the only matches being watched of Barca and Real are Champions League games. Boy, I like Nico Williams. If you're talking about the one that's in the Spain squad, brother of Anaki Williams, that he's now switched to Ghana. I like him a lot. But again, they're going to want to put down top money. Again, there's some other transfer. I don't even like the word rumours, but gossip pages got some other things to say, people. Let's see exactly what's been what's been said here as well, essentially. What's been said? Into struggling to agree new contract with Premier League target. 
Again, who is this? Inter are yet to agree a new contract with in-demand defender Milan Skriniar, who looked to be going PSG in the summer. 90 Minute understands that City, Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham have all expressed an interest in signing the 27-year-old on the free transfer. You know, not really the left-sided centre-half we want. Can play there, but I, listen, I'm taking Skriniar. There's nothing more I could say. Skriniar would be lit. You know, if City are interested in you, you go there, in my opinion. Obviously, being in Italy, Conte being Italian gaffer, there might be a link there. Cross paths with Skriniar again. Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, United City, probably a lot of interest. You've got a lot of interesting things there. He probably ends up signing a new deal or they get rid, but I hope we can be interested in him. Sources close to the Serie A side. And again, just because somebody's wrote sources doesn't mean they necessarily have sources, but sources close to the Serie A side have stressed tonight a minute that talks with Skriniar have not collapsed. But with their self-imposed deadline now passed, there's an awareness that interested parties from across the globe are readying moves for the centre-back. Indeed, the mentioned Premier League clubs are all, all remain. Again, double-edged sword. Yeah, that could be nervous for Inter. But think about it. If you're an agent and you're trying to agree a new deal and you're down to the last six months or less than that now, and I sit there in the boardroom and I say, well, you know, Premier League is almost like the devil to these clubs because you just hear money, money, money. Well, City, Arsenal, these clubs, they want to offer him this wage. They want to offer him that wage. They, we're almost in January. Let's get a move on. You know, this could... I don't doubt that all of these clubs are interested. He's a fantastic player, but it could all be WAS as well. You know, clubs, agents put... And I can tell you for a fact, they're not in this, but... Having spoke to some agents, they they are cool with people in Daily Mail and things like that. They say, call in a phone call, yo, can you make this little article? I'll feed you some half-truths. So you never really know. And for me as an Arsenal fan, with the Xhaka to Roma saga, Locatelli, Vlahovic, just about anyone, anything coming out of Italy, whether it's Italian-based players or Italian national players, I always look at it with a pinch of salt because we've been hoodwinked a lot of times. But why not, man? I'd love for it, man. Apparently, Morata had claimed to have a reason to be positive that an agreement would be reached by November the 13th, two days late now, at the time of making this vid. And the Serie A side will continue to... ...in the hope of tying him down before overseas suitors are free to make formal offers. As for Inter, talks remain on Skriniar, whose national team failed to qualify for the World Cup for the third tournament in a row. And there's determination to keep the defender at the club beyond the end of the season. 27-year-old, this is a very significant contract. You could earn a lot more money at them Premier League clubs, a new experience, a new league. For me, if I'm him, I have, you know, again, Pep's future is not sorted at City, but I go City. It's enough said. I'll listen to what City have to say. Liverpool have been the big second big bad bullies after City. I'd listen to what they have to say. I'd listen, unfortunately, it kills me to say it, but what Spurs are saying because of Conte, I'd more question if Conte is going to stay and what Daniel Levy long-term is going to do. You know, you could apply that same logic to Arsenal, and I think we're a fantastic option, as are Chelsea and Man United's Man United, in it, regardless of where they are, that name holds weight. Um, so fantastic. And who knows, there'll be other other clubs from other leagues. If Real Madrid come and say we'll take you, or Barca say we'll come and take you, decisions to make Bayern as well, if that's what they're on. So Skriniar's name's been dropped there. In the uh, well. Better yet, not in Yester. You know, Charlie Patino's been linked with Barcelona. It's his own contract's running down and he's making headwinds over there at, at Blackpool. He got his second Premier second championship. He really cut they lost, but he coped in tight spaces on and under pressure very well. Um some so yeah, I don't even care about this really because I don't believe it, but I can't begrudge them. You know, he has got Spanish blood in him and he he, he reflects that anytime he plays. 
You know, they'll probably slap you in the B-side at this moment in time. In my opinion, Charlie probably goes on one more loan if we make Champions League football just because I can't see too many opportunities. But I do think he has a future at Arsenal. And if he doesn't, going to be in problems. He's a very good human being, let alone footballer, man. Obviously, if you ain't watched that, I'd suggest checking out the interview I did a few years ago of him. Very, 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 very level-headed lad, man. And or the beat. he's a good human. He's always trying to like shed light on Pete. You know, I don't like to say the sick, but the sick and that, and the rest of it. People's a nice person. Someone asked for updates on the Kessier situation. I've just typed his name in another tab, and Aston Villa have been linked with him for twelve million quid. Now, is that a real price tag? Do Barca want to get rid of him? I don't know. How much is his wages going to cost? Because it might be seven million, but what wages is he going to want? And if I'm Kessier personally, if I'm signing for a Premier League team, I'm trying to get more money, blood. Then I'm on at Barca. Definitely, if I'm going from Barcelona to Aston Villa, with respect. But what is this saying? Barcelona considering Frank Kessier, Douglas Luiz swap deal with Aston Villa. So there you have it. There. That, but you lot can draw your own conclusions on that. So that's that. Really? Yeah, man. Big up you lot for tuning in. DG when speaking on Man United, that name holds weight. It holds weight, but I don't want to say it, but it does hold weight. You know, it doesn't help Man United fans saying, oh my God, we're Man United. A bit like when Arsenal fans scream, we're Arsenal. It's true, but get with the times. But that is, bro, United have given things to the game and much less the Premier League is. If I'm a footballer, bro, I'm going to listen to what Man United, regardless of where they are, have to say to me. Same way with Arsenal, same way with Liverpool. You know, I don't really want to extend that to Chelsea, but it's more, not historically for Chelsea, for me, more of what they've done under Abramovich and what they've won in, I say, recent times, two Champions Leagues and Europas and the rest of it. I'd listen to Spurs if I was screening purely because of Conte and the, the sporting director. I believe young players will start to prioritise the Premier League over La Liga giants like Real and Barca when they see all the best players playing in one league, basically. Some decent players out of contract this upcoming summer. Rashford, Telemans, Zaha, Tossart, Kante, Firmino, Gundogan, to name a three from the Prem. Rashford probably end up signing one. And I'm sure Man United have an option of another year. So they've got a bit of wiggle room in that regard. Zaha, it feels like he's angling for one more big opportunity playing in Europe and things like that. And at 30, it's now time. Tossart, again, I think they have an option of another year in his deal. I don't know with Liverpool and Firmino, but that could be a good option for someone, as would Gundogan. It's to, to, Kante is Kante, in it? But it's the, the thing with Kante is the injuries now. And you're at the wrong stage of your career to have these consistent injuries. Let's get the likes up, guys. 200 people in the chat should have 200 likes. Keep going until one day the YouTube algorithm blesses us. So, yeah, man. It is what it is in that regards. Have you seen the progress Lookman has made at Atalanta? He's doing good, man. But there's a, you know, if I'm looking at it a bit cynical, there's got to be a reason, guys, not necessarily struggle in other leagues, but they go to Italy and they kind of find form defenders the same as well. I just feel that that's been an agenda of mine since Fabio Capello kind of said it. Get the likes up to 200 people and subscribe road to 100k. South London's finest, living up to your name. Even if you are from South London, I had to push the agenda. South was so good. Why the hell did Arsenal move to North, eh? But, um, yeah, it is what it is in that regard. So we have one more throw of the dice, spin of the dice, whatever the term is. And see what's being said.
me have a book. Let me have one last book. Just let me have another book. 150 likes. If you have hit the like button, then thank you very much for doing that, though, folks. Man, don't think it's underappreciated. Don't forget to turn your notifications on as well and hit the like button. But all the bullshit is coming out, man. We've been linked with Tammy Abraham now. But... Let me type this in. Tammy Abraham. Oh, to be fair, he'd be he'd be a lot. To be fair, Tammy could be an option, and he's got to be available for much cheaper than 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 he was, because he ain't having the. He, well, his form's probably cost him the world a place in the World Cup squad. Where I wouldn't quite say he's a shoe in, but I would have thought he's a shoe in. I thought personally, Callum Wilson's probably nicked his spot, and Spera fought for Ivan Tony. But I thought personally, what's his face? It was now you know Kane's number one. And then you know Rashford and or well Sterling and or Rashford, them lot are gonna go as wingers that can play up front. But I thought it's Kane, Tammy's the second in command, and there might be a one more wild card. And rather than bring four strikers, double down in other areas, which to a degree, completely different. But Southgate's kind of done; he's doubled down in other areas. But then again, strikers win games, even though the international scene is a completely different ball game. People, I mean, you know, when Roma bought him from Chelsea. It, it, it was a sensible move. They know that if he comes here and he's helped them win a European trophy, he can create special moments. He can go and help them with what they're doing and they'll sell him back to this very same market for double the price. And Chelsea have a buyback clause as well. You know, it is what it is. Arsenal claim to still be keen on Serie A star and club could sell in Jan. I mean, Roma won't sell in Jan. I don't know. So anything can happen, but does it help them? Who else plays up front? You know? Who is going to advocate significant funds for Tammy Abraham in January? Maybe the form would have made a difference, but you're not going to see them 60, 70, 80 million shouts that we saw last summer when we were doing these live streams, folks. So I don't know. If you can get him on a cut price and he angles through and um, Eddie Nketiah, who Balogun's on loan. Um, for a big man, I don't think he's really that good as a target man and I don't think his head is that good, but it's generally improved. His general play has improved and we must have scouted him heavily, you know, really. But apparently Roma could be prepared to sell Tammy Abraham in January for the right price, with Arsenal claimed to remain keen on landing him. He has failed to recreate last season's form and has only scored three times in Serie A in the ongoing campaign. He's still a certain star at Roma, but there are now murmurs about his long-term future in the Italian capital. And even when he was in good form, yet last season, I mean, last yeah, last season, they were still he wasn't ruling out moving. Chelsea have an 80 million buyback option on him next summer, but the Blues are unlikely to consider triggering that at the end of the season. Once again, I look at everything that links with Arsenal out of Italy with a pinch of salt because they hoodwink us all the time. But according to this Italian publication, Roma could be prepared to cash in on Tammy as early as the winter transfer window, people, which is difficult because then they're going to have to get the money, try buy a striker. And think about it. If I have the striker that Roma are going to try and buy, for this example, that Rome, that Tammy, that, you know, they get their money from Tammy. They want to buy my striker. I'm going to say, well, I know you just sell Tammy. The asking price was 20 million. Now it's 40. We've got to now buy another striker. And the same thing is going to happen. So I don't really buy this, people. But it's been claimed that Arsenal are still interested in getting their hands on the former Chelsea man. Mikel Arteta wants to add more firepower to his squad. I would have thought a wide man would have been more of a pressing need. And does Tammy Abraham fit the, the, the standard of this team more than Jesus? Probably not. So again, if everybody's fit, yeah, you can play Jesus out wide, you can rotate, it allows you to save the legs of Jesus. But is Tammy Abraham going to be in the strongest Arsenal 11 at this moment in time? No, and how much is he going to cost? And obviously, he's going to come with a decent wage, but he's a London boy. 
and all them things. So I'll all be for it. Apparently, he's keen on the move back, but it just seems like was to me, folks. So I'll let you lot draw your own conclusion. But remember, the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. So, yeah, like I said, draw whatever conclusions you lot want to draw with that, but needy. And I would like another striker for what it's worth, but I, I would like centre mid, winger, striker. If you could do it all in once, but I'd, I'd say for me in that priority. But then again, you could say a wide man is a priority as much as a striker, really, but I don't know, man. I'm happy I'm not Edu and Mikel Arteta, because you lot, you're going to get a couple of days. Well, Edu, you're not sleeping, are you? You're probably, as we do this video, you're probably trying to close deals for next summer and, and January as well, so you're not getting sleep. At least Arteta can spend time with the youths and that, because football's kind of done for now, but yeah, man. Stop dissing Spurs fans. At least there isn't many around here. You're surrounded by them on a daily. To be fair, you know, a lot of my best friends are Spurs fans. It's just unfor it's unfortunate that, you know, they support Spurs. My niece is a Spurs fan as well. Unfortunately, I lost that battle still. Is what it is. Thoughts on Thiago not being in the squad for Spain? I don't understand it. I can't question Luis Enrique, but it's Thiago, isn't it? <laughs> he knows better than me, but yeah, man. It's all love, man. I love South London. You look, you know, Arsenal started there. Used to go bricks and splashing that. England versus the United States of America. Who are you picking? Got to go with England, mate. Got to go with England. America, who? Who they got? Matt Turner. Trusty. They're no good. Pulisic. They're no good. They got nothing on Saka, mate. Anyways, we'll deal with that. You know, I swear they don't even use kettles in America. They can't talk to us. Uh, we're smashing them in. I can't laugh. That's the one game I don't want England to lose in the group because I've been talking mad crud and I know the Wolves are out to get me, man. It's cool, America, man. You lot do the other things, but I don't know about that, man. BG, we need two centre midfields and a winger. Hope the Cronkays back our manager. He's doing a good job. I think we all hope and pray for that, man. And amen. Amen. You know, but it's difficult to do business. There's a lot of moving parts. Pardon me. So we're literally just going to have to see what's going on in that regards, really. You know, I'm, as I said, I'm happy I'm not Mikel Arteta or Edu because you're going to have to get it done. This is why I buy Zaha and Mudrik and Tossa at least two of these players. I don't think we'll bring in two wingers, man. And to be fair, if you can get players that are multifunctional, great. But I'm not, if they're two quality, quality wingers, like if someone said Mudrik and that K brother from Napoli are both signing for Arsenal. Bob's your uncle. Let's start Project Martinelli up front. But I would more want one winger and one striker. Or maybe someone that can kind of do both. But it's easy. It's all easier said than done. I think Madrid will win Ballon d'Or if he's hardworking. I don't know, man. He's going to have to show and prove. There's a lot of potential candidates, man. Vinicius, Rodrigo, Rodrigo, sorry. They look like they're going to be up there for that. There's a number of players, really. World Cup top goal scorer and World Cup winner. Brazil and Neymar, by God's grace. Or killing Mbappe in France. I don't want to say Harry Kane because he, he got the last one, but Bakayo Saka, <coughs> Kane in England. Well, wherever the Arsenal players are at, man, or the IC Freeze them, like simple business. Simple business. Elite, elite, elite questions, man. World Cup is really here. Winter World Cup. I think this will be the, the first and only one of my lifetime still, but it is what it is. On the topic of it is what it is, people. I've been here for 90 minutes. I don't want to bore any of you lot anymore, so I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to cut up specifically the latest news segment of this live stream just to cut it and condense it so you lot can 
well, some of you that have missed it I can watch it. Obviously, make sure you're checking out my descriptions of my videos where I typically put the timestamps and actually the playlist, people. Make sure you've turned on the notifications and all of them things as well. Last question before we get out of here. DG, would you, would you think is... What do you think, I think you mean, the thing that is really holding Sammy back because the math isn't mathing? I'd say confidence, positioning. Confidence, you will look a better player. Positioning. No, I don't think they should have won it because they went out. I'd say if he can lock down them two things, it'd be a lot better, man. Because if you don't believe in yourself in any walk of life, how can anyone believe in you? Way before Messi or Ronaldo became lit, they had to believe in themselves. Ballon d'Or, man, didn't even know him a few weeks ago. We can't be gassing... These YouTube highlight ballers, I ain't convinced by taking for after price. Dino, you're, you're, you're a, a tough man to please, but I respect it, man. But as I was saying, I appreciate you lot support, people. I'm going to love and leave you lot. Go get something to eat now. I'm going to cut up the clips. As I said, make sure you're following on all the socials. Links are in the description. Set your reminders and notifications and them things on. If you're on Twitch, make sure you're following on YouTube and vice versa. If you're on YouTube, make sure you're on Twitch. Most importantly, though, you lot stay blessed, stay safe, stay in good health and... I'll see you lot again soon, man. Again, one love for the support you lot give me day in, day out, or whenever you're able to tune in, man. Safe.